Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. In this context, there's no disrespect. So when I bust my rhyme, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. What's up, what's up everybody? Welcome back to the opening line. It has been a, a little bit of some time. Holiday hiatuses. I'm actually still in Chicago. We could have done a myriad of shows with me in Chicago, but uh... It's the holidays, you know? We're drinking, we're eating, mostly eating, watching <laughs> sports, and... Uh, Getting pissed off at sports. Yeah, we have gotten, and I think we mentioned this on the episode I released today, there's going to be double episodes today as you got our uh, Christmas edition, which was a, a rampant rant, but we are on full tilt in gambling, and we've got a pissed off, no dinner, no winning so far tonight. We do have a big parlay that has the last leg coming, but we got wits over here, festering and fuming. Best fuming is right. I come I come home tonight to no dinner for the first time in three years. I had to make a, a protein shake and watch Georgetown lose after being up by eight in the first half. I had to watch the Rockets over, not cover, after being on pace for 240 after three quarters. I am absolutely livid right now, but I am ready to talk NFL playoffs, and we get golf back this week. Oh, so. we've got all of that back this week. We are... Although we're in full tilt, we are working on, it's like a, uh, what is this, is it usually a seven step program, nine step? I don't know how many steps, but. But the golf, we we are chilling out, some would say. That's the best way to phrase it. We're still going hard in the paint for first round leaders, and we definitely, and by we, I certainly apologize for not putting our last golf tournament one up in time, because we did actually pick a first round leader again to close out the year, but we've got five for you this week that we think are going to hit. We're currently watching Michigan-Minnesota. That is a 19-point game, so Wits is going to get some money back tonight to start, so that's a great start. We've got the Utah State Utes, minus 13 to finish a parlay, thanks to a DraftKings 100% boost. I know we support bet online here, but DraftKings Daily Fantasy, go put yourself up there. Great boost. Great boost. Great yeah. boost. The Profit Boosts have been rolling in uh, thanks to our co-host here, Rozzy Profit Boost. Rozzy Profit Boost. Yeah, I think last week we uh, Roz gave us, I think, four parlays in a row on consecutive days. So um, we're going to try to keep that rolling. But, Roz, I think I think we start off a little lighter note. Let's uh, get, get some golf going. We got Century Tournament of Champions down in Hawaii. Uh, so first time back in a month for the PGA Tour. We got 37 consecutive weeks of action. So, like you said, we uh, we didn't go as heavy on the slate this week, but we do have a few picks. And I think I'll, I'll start us off, give a little background on, you know, maybe a couple winners, top five, top tens, then we'll get to the... Well, 
I think you've heard plenty about uh, our fantasy football league, but let's tell you where we go to try to make our money elsewhere. This is my favorite place to go, and that is betonline.ag. The NFL season is in full swing, and you know that my Packer love is an all-time high, even coming off of the loss. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. Um, I got to tell you, we've been there often. We're at their tables playing casino games as well as making our bets. Um, one of the best betting li- websites on the internet. From game spreads and totals to team players and coach coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. Again, you can find Wits and I there. We are the old men who will never leave the table. So head on over to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that is betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sports book, sports book experts. Woo woo! Juicy stuff. We get to the first round leaders. Um, I think a guy that kept coming up in our conversations with Rube was uh, Patrick Cantlay, eighteen to one to win the tournament. You know, just seems like he might be a guy, Roz, going to Hawaii, who's not going to be doing surfing. He's not going to be putzing around. He's probably going to be there for business, and that's that's one of the reasons I like him this week. Uh, I think he is one of the top 15 players in the world, and I think he's, he's going on a business trip to Hawaii, so that's, that's one of the reasons I like Cantlay for a, a win and a top five this week. Such a short offseason, and the way he concluded 2020 was fire. I mean, he's in the tournament because he finished off with a win. Forgot exactly where, but he beat us out. We had JT. It was JT and Rom both finishing up behind. Um, I think we actually had Rom behind Patrick Cantley, who won. Um, but he he's definitely the hottest at the top level outside of DJ. Because I think DJ, when I say top level, DJ's still above that top level, right. as clearly shown. Um, but outside of Patrick or Patrick Cantley, who everybody is in love with on the Sobel Express team here, I do have another. He is he your winner, and you have or do you have him in some tops situations as well? Um, I like him for a top five play as well. I think you get almost four to one on it, uh, eighteen to one to win. So probably out out of the top upper echelon guys, he's the guy I'm looking for. But I, I know you have a guy a little bit further down the board who had a, a big end of the 2020 season that you want to talk about. Yeah, Cameron Smith is my guy. I think I got him at 4,500 because, and it's funny enough, for me, I'm constantly ridiculed in the Sobel Express for picking, and again, for those who are new to the show, Sobel Express is a group of texters we have about each and every golf tournament. I usually take top favorites like JT, DJ, John Rahm, blah, 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 but since there's fewer players, and honestly, if you've noticed the trend in golf, the odds are just significantly better for DJ, JT, and Rom these days. They're not even cracking the double-digit to one um, odds. So I'm going Cameron Smith, 4,500, looked awesome at the Masters. This is a guy who I think is coming in strong to every tournament he's in this year. I think he's going to get two wins on the tour this year. I was reading an article on the PGA Tour website that somebody not in the top 15 will have and he might be in the top 15 who knows but somebody in the not top 15 will have two wins on tour this year give them to Cameron Smith I think it starts here right now and uh, I like him as a winner I'm staying off of top 10s and top 20s for now I'm sure that might change by the end of the night especially if we had a parlay might get a little little freaky with some top 10s and 20s if I if I'm feeling it and uh, 
But other than that, I've just got first-round leaders. Cameron Smith and Cantlay are the only two winners I have in currently. But, Wits, I'm sure you have a couple more. Yeah, um, so I like Cam Smith, too, as a top-ten play here. Also going to go with Martin Laird. And then a couple top-20s. Um, you know, pretty short field. You're not going to get, I guess, super amazing odds on anybody here. But at plus 800, um, we're going to take Andrew Landry and Robert Streb for top 20. So that kind of rounds out our card. Um, got Cameron Smith and Cantlay looking at them for, for winners, top 5, top 10. Um, Martin Laird as a top 10, Landry and Streb as 20s. And then one other guy I'm looking at for a possible top 5, you can get him at, uh, I think, plus 350 right now, is Patrick Reed. Uh, another guy, another similar personality to Cantlay. I, I don't think he's going to Hawaii to to stare at the butts on the beach and, and go surfing. I think he's, he's going to be there for business. And you know, that's, I, I think one of the main sources of who we're going to see at the top of the leaderboard this week is going to be motivation, right? Even though, you know, longer hitters typically fare a little better on this course, it's uh, after the long layoff, um, probably going to see some guys coming in with a little bit of a belly, and we're going to see some guys coming in ready to win. And so. I feel like we're talking about butts, and you know, there many men and even some women get, get the rocks off to some porn, but... That's not needed for Jared Rubin, who loves the 18th hole on this course, which is a 677-yard dog leg left par 5 that mm. people still get their third shot off on the green. People hitting a 3-wood with a clear view of the green after their drive. This thing gets Rube's rocks off every single time. He's excited. <laughs> He's excited if he didn't bet on you to see you hitting your shots at 18. It should be an interesting hole. It's one of the best, apparently, in golf. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see how that goes, but Thursdays are the beginning of the days. We show up to the racetrack, we start hitting some horses early. This week we did something interesting. We added somebody to the Sobel Express, one of our buddies, Landon Cohen, who is getting married. We're still waiting on wedding details. He keeps putting us on, uh, one of those teasers at the end of an episode. Still don't have the details. And we take Sobel's, obviously, so Jason Sobel on the Action Network is going with Andrew Landry at plus 8,000. That's going to be the best odds of all the people we took. Um, he's saying Century Tournament, these top dogs don't come out typically on the first day, and it actually has been a non-winner um, the last four years. And by the way, I don't know the best way to phrase that other than usually the first-round leader at this tournament is not the one who holds on to it. JT had to come from behind twice when he won it here. Same with um, Dustin Johnson, or it was Brooke. I'm mixing those up. But anyways, Andrew Landry plus 8,000 is our biggest. The guy I liked was Victor Hovland. Um, he put a, together a good end of 2020, um, and it is a guy who took some money from me, so I'm going to try to make some money back off of him. I got him at a whopping twenty or plus 20,000, 20 to 1, so... That was plus one of my two thousand, right? Plus two thousand. What I said. What I say? I'll twenty thousand. No, oh, twenty thousand. I'll bad. take that, dude. I day. wish, but no, it is plus two thousand twenty to one. Yeah, and then a couple other guys that we're looking at: uh, Scotty Scheffler, and we mentioned Patrick Cantlay, who's also eighteen to one for first round as well. And then a guy that I liked, um, I think, is going to be a very valuable play in draft in DFS lineups as well as Kevin Na. You can get him at forty five to one. Uh, to lead the first round, so I think that was that was short and sweet, Roz. We are back to golf. Uh, hopefully it's a short it's and be... sweet tournament, so it is. we had to keep it short. It is. Smaller I spelled field. century wrong. <laughs> I didn't like it. I still don't like it when I look at it. It, it is weird. It is very yeah, weird. As long it, as you agree. 
It's the start of uh, another great year of golf, so we're gonna we're gonna keep you updated, give you picks every week of who we like. Um, we went on quite a run, first round leaders last year. I, I think we had five or six, um, probably out of the maybe seventeen or eighteen tournaments that we bet. So I don't know if we're gonna stay as hot, but we're gonna try. We're gonna give you all the picks that we can. And we're also going to live bet, and unless if any of you guys DM us, and that means if anybody listens to the show, we'll tell you what we're live betting. They still don't have it on tally site for us, but we definitely live bet winners. Um, yeah, feel free to ping us on. Do we have Twitter. a guy where usually we give somebody like who who we tracking at the top? Not a DJ this week. We we've had uh, weeks with John Rom. We I don't track know pretty about hard. John Rom with going through the club switch right now from Taylor Made to Callaway. So oh, you never like that. I, I don't know about that. You know what, JT? Honestly, God, I want to say this. And you're not gonna like it. JT is a guy I'm I'm looking at. I would like for him always looking at. Him. Always looking at. He has him. a great hiney. Just one with his dad on that on the father son tour what thing whatever they were doing. Yes, he did. Fall back six strokes on day one. I don't care. Let me get might, him at let me get him might. at sixteen to one. I, I know it's you not can get sexy. Him at fifteen over fifteen to one. That's probably pretty good value. I think it's the best you're gonna get. Probably the best you're gonna get. That's that's exactly right. But Raza, I think that was uh, our talking golf for the week, and now we are gonna get into, I think one of the most exciting weekends of the year. Not only do we get the national championship on Monday night between Ohio State and Alabama, but we have wild card weekend we have an extra team in the playoffs we've got two triple headers on saturday and sunday so let's get it started i'd like to talk about this extra team in the playoffs for the nfc the floor is yours no i no, yield no. my time no 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 we're not yielding your time you need to be a part of this conversation oh, I need to be a part because of you need to stand up for everybody i'm about to shit on <laughs> okay I because you kind of can you're a chicago bears fan sure. how that. disappointing it was for me to watch another slobber knocker where the Packers and the greatest player of all time. And, like, I don't want to make any Trump jokes right now, especially with how bad things have gone because of that moron. But I wish I could put, like, I wish I'm doing the hand gestures. I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers the way Donald Trump talks about himself. He's the most amazing man in the world. He's the greatest quarterback. And I'm not talking about Trump. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback of all time. I'm saying it right now. I understand he has one ring. I'm tired of that argument. There's nobody that passes a ball like him, and Patrick Mahomes had to learn how to pass the ball like Aaron Rodgers, and it starts now. We don't play on Wild Card Weekend. We let you, you lowly pieces of shit, the Chicago Bears, take the seventh seed. I'm putting it in quotes. I don't think it's the seventh seed. I think it's uh, let the Saints get a tune-up. And we beat the hell out of you only to have the Arizona Cardinals play one of the worst games I've ever seen to allow you into the postseason. That was an ugly game. Our our savior, Lord and Savior, John Wolford, um, one I know, of the main reasons. It's not even a cool story like Pat Tillman, who like helped the Packers get into the playoffs one year. Right, for... not a cool story. And, Rods, you bring up Rodgers, and I, I don't think I could argue with you that he's the best quarterback of all time. I think from a pure passing and control the game standpoint, I don't think there's anybody that I've ever seen that is better than Rodgers. But... At the end of a career, I know, and, and I'm just saying, the bring ring uh, and uh, you might know this, you might not, but do you know what Aaron Rodgers' record is in NFC Championship? Games? Yeah, it's one and three. One four. One and four. One and four. One they didn't make four. it last year. No, they did make it last year. Make that was the year. one and four. We well, were one and three. One that you forgot. That is a tough one. <laughs> to be honest, that's really funny you say that because I do know. So, for instance, I knew we were, he was one and three, and that's me. 
trying to black the, out the, ther- the I therapy black- getting so rid like of it. if we get to the NFC Championship this year, I'll know we're one and four, and hopefully we win this one. But to be fair, he's only played one of these NFC Championship games at home. I want that to be known. And now it goes through Lambo. It goes. It through goes Lambeau. through Lambo, and you don't get to see it week one in Wild Card Weekend, which you're excited about. But it's there. That frozen tundra, the most historic site in the NFL. Thirteen pre-Super Bowl championships, four Super Bowl championships, second most Hall of Famers of all time, the greatest franchise there ever was. The Patriots rivaling it with this dynasty. But dear Godwitz, he's coming for number two. And number five for the Green Bay number Packers. Two and number five, and Roz, we got we got to bring this up. What a bad break that if all the favorites <laughs> oh, <no>. went out <laughs> on the NFC side of things, it's not going to be Packers Bears. It's not going to be Packers Rams. It's going to be Packers Bucks. The only against team. what a lot of people would say is the greatest football player of all time, the five seed Tampa Bay Bucks and Tom Brady. 11-5, and five, not the team I would want to see on my first round playoff matchup. But if everything goes to plan, if the Seahawks win, if the Saints win, Aaron Rodgers will take the field against Tom Brady and the Bucks, who are absolutely lighting it up on the offensive side of the ball right now. Right. Uh, since we're doing NFC, we'll do NFC picks with it too. Saints, minus 10 straight up. I don't like how many points that is. Uh, I will be honest with you. I'm not sure which way you're going to take it. I teased it down to four. That explains the teaser. I do have other games straight up. I'm not able to take this game straight up. Who knows what the Bears are going to put out there on a Sunday. You're right. Tampa Bay, minus eight and a half. Another one I can't take straight up. Chase Young in this Washington defense. Do I think they're going to be able to win this game? No. But if you look at the games they've played to conclude this season, they are nowhere near getting blown out when Alex Smith is on the field. And he's not the answer. But he is good enough to put up points, and that defense is beyond strong enough to keep games closer. Um, I don't think that it's going to be a blowout in Tom's favor. To be fair, I am the most nervous about the Buccaneers. That's why you said that. Absolutely. They did what the 49ers did to us right. all of twice last year. Am I worried that's going to happen again? A little bit. I'm going to be honest with you. But if you look at who the Buccaneers lit up the last four weeks, I was actually surprised. It actually calmed me down a little bit. I think the NFL is praying to the high heavens, and I respect Drew Brees a lot, but I think they're praying to the high heavens that they can get a 12-on-12 matchup in the NFC Championship somehow, which leads to one of those 12 going up against Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Um, And I think, in my opinion, and this could be biased one, I think everybody would rather see Rodgers, Mahomes, get the State Farm Bowl going. Um, But, yes, the Buccaneers make me the most nervous. That's why I'm putting money, not only because I want them, but because I think so. It's moved to 3.5. I do like the Rams plus 3.5. Obviously, I haven't checked yet. Is Goff and Cooper Cup on the upside for playing? or We're, what's... we're not really sure right now about I say the line Jared moving, though. Goff. It, it's moving. I mean, I think if I had to choose between the two, I think I would take Jared Goff over John Wolford. But I don't know if it makes really that much of a difference and a lot of people you might disagree but i do i'm gonna disagree but go ahead that's fine um one of the things the rams this year it's been about the defense and a guy like aaron donald i think is clearly the best defensive player in the league um causes the most havoc on that side of the ball against a seahawks team that i know they finished 12 and 4 but after russ 
was out of the MVP conversation, that offense had a ton of struggles. And they for, did last week, honestly. They did last. I mean, yeah, that that game, any over or any under betters in that game, I feel terrible for you. That was it. Wasn't even close. It was there not was even four close. minutes left. Sixteen to six. Right. So that was brutal. But I I agree with you. I do like the Rams. Um, I'm going to be a man. I'm not going to tease the other games. I'm going to pick them straight up. So I am going to go with both underdogs here. I don't love taking the Bears, but like you said, Roz, 10 points, that's a, that's a lot of points. It's a touchdown and a field goal. And say what you want about the Bears. you got to respect their defense a little you gotta bit. you got to respect the defense. And, you know, even though Mike Thomas is coming back, the Saints, I feel like at times this year, they can get into a little bit of a rut. And especially... With a guy like Drew Brees, who I think is still good, can still get it done, but he, he's nowhere near the playmaker that he used to be. And I can see the Saints getting into a little bit of trouble here. Trubisky makes a couple plays, and if the Bears can maybe jump out to a little bit of a lead, you know that's going to cause some problems for the Saints minus ten. And that's why I got to lean the Bears here. You know I, I don't want to talk down about the Saints defense because I think they might have the best defense in the NFL. But Mitch Trubisky is a guy who, you know, maybe he comes out and has the worst game of his life. But I feel like he's going to make a couple plays. David Montgomery has been extremely, extremely awesome the past few weeks. Um, so, you know, they get a couple guys in the mix. Darnell Mooney. Um, you know, who, who knows what can happen. So I'm going to take the points there, even though I don't love it. But I, I just can't lay 10, especially with that Saints team. And then on the other side of things, Oof, eight and a half. It's it's another tough spread, but Roz, like you said before, this Washington team, they it just seems like they don't really get blown out because of that defense and because of how good of a job Alex Smith does at what he's supposed to do. Right? The guy, he really doesn't turn the ball over, doesn't make a, a ton of big plays, but he makes enough plays for you to win. I really do think this Washington defense is for real. He's a game manager for sure. He, he, he's a game manager. You know, he's, he's really not as mobile as he used to be, I think, for, for good reason. I mean, the guy almost almost lost his life. So, you know, thank God he got back on the field. But this Washington team, it, it, I think, is pretty exciting just based on the fact that I think they can compete with most every team in the league because of that defense. So, you know, we'll see how it plays out. I don't think Tom Brady is going to light it up like he has the past four weeks because, you know, they played Atlanta, um, a couple other crappy defenses. But I'll take the eight and a half. I could see them winning by seven, but I wouldn't be shocked. If Washington pulled the upset here, I'm not going to fall out of my chair, but I'm going to take the eight and a half points. They have the best front eight since the since what the 49ers did like a year or two ago. And I think the 49ers, you made a great point off air to me that they'll be back, right? So many injuries this year. I don't think that even counts. And that's already in an NFC West that has four teams that potentially could make it each year. Right. Um, but in the playoffs, look at it. Like, look at what the 49ers did. They bullied every team they played, especially my Packers in the NFC Championship game last year. Um, so that's a scary – and I, honest to God, for me, I'll feel good as a Packers fan if we get past our first matchup because the three options we have are the is the number one defense in Aaron Donald and the Rams. If not that, then we've got the Redskins, who I think offensively is the best matchup for us. I think we'll be able to dominate that game offensively. Once we can settle down Chase Young in that front eight. Um, and then Tampa, they fly. Linebackers that fly scare the Green Bay Packers. It kills our run game and allows for uh, Rodgers to get hit more often. And when he's hit, 
He's rattled, and you say that about every quarterback. I mean, you see the games that Tom Brady's lost in his career. It's when he's knocked to the ground. Quarterbacks do not like it. It changes their entire mentality on the game. So keeping him straight up, he took the second fewest sacks of his career this year. Yeah. Um, I know we lost Bakhtiari, but it didn't look necessarily that bad on Sunday. And the Bears have a great pass rush. I mean, with Akeem Hicks back in that game, too, it was dangerous. Um, Khalil Mack, to me, is still the upper echelon of players in the league. We have one of the best offensive lines we had in a while, but I think I need to get past that because i got to be honest with you, we did it last year with the Seahawks and we beat them in the playoffs. I don't think their offense is going to keep up with Green Bay and their defense certainly is not going to be the one that I'm afraid of. And then yeah, I mean, Drew Brees outside the dome in the postseason does not have a great record. He yeah, is, you're, you're right about that. And I think one thing about <clears throat> Seattle, um, as bad as their defense was at the start of the year, they were they were on like a record, record-setting bad pace. You know, they've actually been playing pretty damn well as of late. You know, the addition of Carlos Dunlap from the Bengals, Jamal Adams. The Seattle defense, I think, has been carrying that team just a little bit more than the offense in the second half of the season. But, Roz, last point about the NFC, then we're going to jump to the AFC. I'm, you know, as a Packers fan, which obviously I'm not, but I'm not sure if, if you get the Bucks in the second round, I don't know what type of game script you want as a Packers fan. Because if you remember the first matchup, Packers jumped out to a 14-0 lead and looked like they were going to roll all over the Bucks, And then, you know, I turned my head and it was 38-14. to And I, I feel like the past few weeks, that's what we've seen with this Bucks team, whether they're, you know, down big, where they get out to big leads. Like, they're always dangerous. So I'm just not sure in that second matchup, if that's how it plays out, you know, what I would want to see as a Packers fan. I don't want the Bucks. They're the last option. I'd rather go Rams in Washington, but... We'll see what they give us. I think that'll be, if they do get the Bucks. it'll be probably the most important game of Matt LaFleur's career. I know it's only been two years as a starting head coach. Um, starting head coach. As a head coach. Um, but we've seen him before where he does not adjust in these situations. And we took two lashings by the 49ers last year. And the kind of beatings we take are against great defenses that rattle us and keep our offense off the field. So... Let's get to the AFC since we have our picks in for the NFC. Um, AFC, the Chiefs, enough to be said there. They're the one, um, and they're very deserving of it. Uh, I'm just happy that Mahomes is not going to be the MVP. Um, And then the two is the Bills and Colts, which I think is interesting because the Colts' defense makes that more of a game. It has fallen to 6.5. It was got as high as 7.5. I know that sounds like not that big of a difference, but it is. Yeah. Those hooks on both sides are pretty important. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure as hell they were rooting for the Texans to find their way to win that game against the Titans because if it were the Titans, I don't think it's a contest. I think the Titans' defense is so bad, and they're so reliant on Derrick Henry dominating the game. I know Tannehill has good numbers to back it up, but I think... It all comes from the run game. I think the Bills would have walked through this. I'm still taking the Bills minus 6.5 in this game and moving on. I think the Bills are my favorite team to knock off the Chiefs, but I think the product of this game is tough on Josh Allen to start, but classic Phil is going to throw some interceptions when he didn't mean to throw them, and I think the Bills come away with it. Yeah, it's. I feel like we could see a classic, classic Phillip game. Um, I, I think the Colts have been one of the toughest teams to handicap over this NFL season because you, you never really know what you're going to get. Um, so six and a half points. I love the Bills. I love what Josh Allen has done this year. And I'm going to take them 
minus the six and a half. I don't love it because I, I could I could easily see the Colts winning this game. But my thought is that if Josh Allen keeps playing at the caliber and the level that we've seen him playing at, you know, even even last week in the first half, I, that, you know, he wasn't going to play that much. He throws for three touchdowns in the first half. I do like the Bills in this matchup, and I think if there's teasers flying out there, the Bills might be the most popular teaser play on the board this week. Um, but Roz, we look at. I'm going to save what my most interesting matchup for last: Browns versus Steelers. News came out a couple days ago, a couple positive COVID tests. Coach Stefanski is not going to be on the sideline for the game. This this line opened at 3.5, got up to about 4.5, and with that news, the line is now up to 6. Now, I know we talked a little bit pre-show about what we think about this game, but Roz, 6 points, who do you like, Brown Steelers? Uh, it's so funny. It just hasn't gotten far enough for me. Uh, we were saying before the show, so six and a half is not enough for me to take the Steelers right now. Um, I think the Steelers are going to win this game. I think it's going to be closer than people think. I know, like my issue is right. The game script's going to be funky. The discipline might not even be there. Um, but this is one I would tease. Uh, I would tease down. Of course, I'm teasing everything on the weekends. It's, I've been a weekend tease warrior. Um, but. Th- Honestly, if we can get a few more points, I would go Browns. I think Browns will be able to keep it close. I don't like banking on Baker, but I'm hoping Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are able to do some damage against the Steelers team because neither of these teams really impress me at any level. I think it's fitting that they play each other because it makes one of them look good when they get a win this week. But we saw how the Steelers finished off this year, which was pitiful. And honest to God, the Browns are the least deserving team in this postseason. I think they should have found a way to lose to Mason Rudolph, of all people, last week. Um... I'm going to go Browns if we can steal a couple more points there. But if not, teasing down the Steelers, getting them half a point. I want to make it big, basically a pick em for the Steelers. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna take the Browns in this one. I haven't bet the game yet, and I would, I would love to see if it gets up to seven. I don't know if it's going to get there, but we could see some late money on Pittsburgh. You know, there's nothing I really like about the Browns, and I've been very vocal about that for, for multiple years now. But something about this game just has a funny feeling especially with Pittsburgh, you know, they were undefeated and now, you know, they ha- they have absolutely no running game to speak of. And if Ben Roethlisberger comes out and can't complete a pass, you know, I think they're going to be in a little bit of trouble here. I mean, I know they've got a great defense, but they dealt with a lot of injuries over the past four weeks. So if Baker can find a stride a little bit, um, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, those are two tough guys to stop. I don't care how good your defense is. So I think this is going to be a tightly contested game. I think we're going to see uh, a very big lack of offense on both sides of the ball. And if, if Ben plays lights out, I mean, Pittsburgh has enough weapons to blow the doors off the Browns. I just don't see it happening this week. So I'm going to take the points. I haven't taken it yet. I, I'd recommend it. If we get seven, I'm, I'm going to jump all over it. But I, I just, I don't like, I don't really like Pittsburgh here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay off of them and hopefully I can get seven uh, on the other side. Yeah, and then we do have the Titans against the Ravens, which is just going to be run, 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 run. And the other game I just have not even been thinking about, although I'm pretty, eh, maybe, I think it was the Steelers and Cleveland game that I forgot about. The other one, who the hell is the other game? We covered, this is our last game. Oh, right, there's only three games for some reason, my bad. Ravens-Titans, Ravens was three and a half last time I checked. I like the Ravens in that bet anyways. I think what we saw last year out of the Titans against the Ravens was one thing, but I think, 
You got the same matchup basically again. Lamar is getting hot. All that matters is heat, and I think this heat's going to carry over for at least one week. I like Lamar Jackson to get a lead, and when that team has a lead, you know it's pretty much over. So Lamar Jackson three and a half is fun. I think that uh, I think that getting it at three would be a gem, and uh, I'd take this actually all the way up till four and a half. Yeah, I think the the Ravens are actually my best bet of Wild Card Weekend for a couple of reasons. This Titans team is not the same team that we saw last year. I mean, their their defense is atrocious. And as bad as Lamar has been in the playoffs, I'm not going to let that narrative kind of kind of spoil what my thoughts are on the game because when this Ravens team is on, I mean, not only do they have a great defense, but, I mean, Lamar Jackson is still an unbelievable playmaker. And I, I think this game is going to be somewhat of a blowout, and I'm hoping that the Ravens can get out to an early lead because I think that's really where they play their best football. But... I think the Titans' defense is just so bad. I think they're going to have a tough time stopping J.K. Dobbins, Lamar Jackson. Um, so I, I love the game. I wish it was at three, but it, I'm going to I'm going to take it at three and a half. And you know, if I can get a little more action at three, I, I'd love to see that. But that that kind of wraps up Wild Card Weekend, Roz. I think we uh, get a lot of action ahead of us. So it's going to be three straight days um, of awesome football. And I guess we we got to give our pick for the national championship game. I'm, I'm definitely a little torn right now with the way that this line has moved, but right now Alabama's an eight-and-a-half-point favorite over Ohio State. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to go Alabama. I've been shitting all over this Ohio State team. They are. The reason it jumped back up there was that there is the belief Jalen Waddell will be playing um, in this game. So if he does play, I don't know how Ohio State gets a stop on the defensive side of the ball. I do know that Ohio State is DBU, but Alabama is just Alabama, and I think they're going to roll tide on this one. Yeah, and before I get to my pick, I want to give a big congrats to Devontae Smith uh, on Alabama. Won the Heisman this week. Very well-deserved. Awesome player, awesome guy. Uh, I think he's going to play a big role in this championship game. And my thoughts on this game early in the week, Roz, it opened, I think, 7.5. I thought it was going to get down to 5.5, somewhere in that range, with a, a lot of people looking at Ohio State. Man, you know, they kicked the shit out of Clemson. I thought we were going to get a lot of early money there, but line really never moved past 7, and now it's at 8.5. I'm still going to take Bama, minus the points. I just, For me, obviously it's possible. I just don't see Ohio State winning this game. I think they're going to have to make too many plays. Um, against a Bama team that is having a historic offensive season. And I I think they tighten up the screws a little bit defensively. And I don't think they showed everything they had against Notre Dame. I mean, that was, you know, a a game that I I think was over from the minute it started. I know Notre Dame covered, but Alabama was clearly a superior team. So I'm going to take Bama minus the 8.5. And, and yeah, hopefully I'm hoping for a good game, though. I'm hoping for a good game as I'm watching one of the ugliest starts to a game I've ever seen, this Utah State-New Mexico game. So we're going to let you go because we got to get this game straight up since Ethan did not hedge it yet, which is not a great idea. Um, But uh, thank you for listening to the opening line. Hope you enjoy Wild Card Weekend and golf being back as well as the national championship next week. It is a full slate of sports. Let's get this parlay W for Rosie Profits, and uh, we'll catch you next week, everybody. Peace.
she gon' hit you with every pay yeah. You don't wanna stick around, believe me listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube